Hey guys, it's Bible story time. You may be familiar with the story of Daniel and the lion's den, but if you're not, uh, let me kind of give you the Cliff Notes version. Daniel was a great man of God. He was a teacher. He was a prophet. And at the point in this story, he was a good friend of the king. And the story actually takes place in Daniel chapter 6, if you would like to go and read that for yourself. Um, but the king had passed a law that anyone who worshipped a god, any worshipped anything other than him, was going to be put to death in quite a gruesome way. He was to be tossed into a den of hungry lions. But Daniel didn't care. He wasn't afraid. Um, he had a lot more boldness than any Christian does these days. And he continued to worship, to pray openly with the windows open so that people could see. And, of course, he got caught, and even though the king was his friend, he was obligated by the law to toss Daniel into the lion's den. And uh, that's where we pick up in chapter 6, and in verse 16 of Daniel, it says, Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, will deliver thee. Now, there may not be anybody going to toss us into a den of lions these days, especially not in this part of the world anyway, but there is a lion out there trying to devour us, and he's called Satan, also known as the devil. Um, in First Peter chapter 5, in verse 8, it says, Be sober and vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. The devil tries to devour us spiritually. He tries to destroy our families, break up our relationships, influence our children. Um, he just is trying to destroy us because... That's all he has, really. Um, the devil serves no purpose other than his own. Um, he knows, He's read the Bible, and he knows the end of the story, and knows that one day he's going to be cast into the lake of fire, and he would like to take as many of us with him as possible. Um, and it's something to be very afraid of. It's, it's a very real threat. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean he's not there. Well, how does Satan try to devour us? In James chapter 1, and beginning of verse 13, it says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. That is how Satan destroys us. He draws us away by our own lust. And as it says, when lust is conceived, it brings forth death. Not necessarily a physical death, but a spiritual death. Um, and this word lust... In the Greek is not a lust in a sexual way, or not only in a sexual way. 
it means uh, simply a desire or a longing. And we all have things that we desire and we all have things that we long for. And it doesn't have to be a person. It can be a lot of different things. It can be money. Um, it can be stuff, possessions. And it can even be less subtle things. Um, the devil can use things that look like they're good. Um, something like admiration. Do you like to be patted on the back? Do you like to be told you're doing a good job? Satan can use those things to keep you in a place that you don't need to be. Maybe your desire is success. Um, success feels good to everybody, but it can be used as a tool to lead you down the wrong path. So the question becomes, how do we know if what we're doing is wrong? Especially if it's something that seems like a good thing at the time. In Romans chapter 7 and beginning of verse 7, it says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. But sin, taking occasion by the commandment, wrought me in all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. Now he's speaking of the Levitical law, and if you've never uh, taken a gander at Leviticus, it's extensive and uh, honestly a bit of a boring read at times, um, but it was the law that the Jews were required to follow before Christ came and died for us. That's another subject entirely, but this is what he's referring to. And what he says is that I had not known sin, but by the law. And uh, I believe that's why the Levitical law is included in the Bible as uh, a part of God's way of pointing out a lot of different sins to us. So, now we know sin by simply reading the Bible, um, by allowing the Holy Spirit to convict us. But there's a lot of misconceptions about um, conviction and guilt um, sometimes people judge whether something is wrong or not by whether they feel guilty um, but here's the interesting thing about guilt it's really hard to feel guilty about something if you don't think you're doing anything wrong um, so how do you get conviction you get conviction by reading the word it's just like with a little child um, if your child is playing with something or um, maybe they're about to stick a knife in an electrical socket and you grab them and you discipline them and you say, no, you're not supposed to do that. Then the child knows, oh, I'm not supposed to. And we're the same way. We're children. We're sheep. We don't know what's right and wrong until we study. Now, the Holy Spirit does play some part in... Um, you know, convicting us when we do right and wrong. But for the most part, um, it's up to us to read and study and really um, seek to find God's truth about right and wrong. So once you know you're doing something wrong or you're in a bad place, you're headed down a wrong road and you're like, okay, I need to do a U-turn. How do you stop? In James chapter 4 and verse 7, 
It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. We resist the devil by drawing near to God, by spending time in prayer, by spending time in his word. I know I feel like a broken record uh, with some of these videos because I'm like really hammering on this, I think, every time I do these videos. But guys, I cannot stress the importance of daily time in the scriptures um, praying over your Bible, asking God to reveal things to you, reading scripture with an open mind, and not just picking out the parts that you like or the parts that are familiar or the parts that your friends like or your family likes. You have to let scripture speak for itself and allow God to reveal things to you and allow the Holy Spirit to convict you if need be. So I hope you will take some time to consider the things that I've said today, that you will take time to do some self-examination, to think about your life and the things that you're doing and the things that you're believing, and consider if they're really in line with God's scripture. And if you're uncertain, it's time to get in there and study. It's time to get in there and pray and seek God's wisdom in all things. God bless you.